and welcome to the very first Loud Women show here on Louder Than More Radio. Uh, my name is Cassie Fox and I'm the founder of Loud Women. Uh, I'm very happy indeed to be here today. Each week on the Loud Women Radio show, we're going to be here on, um, we're going to be here on Sundays at five o'clock. So tune in every week. Um, we'll be bringing you the very best new music um, to be emerging from the DIY music scene. Some punk, some indie rock, some pop, um, all the best music, basically, um, I think. Anyway, all the good stuff that's delivered by female and non-binary powered musicians. Um, we'll also be having a little bit of a chat. Um, so there's going to be a rolling panel each week made up of special guests and members of Team Loud Women. So without further ado, um, let's crack on and meet our lovely panel for this week. Um, first of all, we have Charlie Stone. Hello, Charlie Stone. Hey, hi. So shall I introduce myself, Cassie? Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Well, I'm, um, I play guitar. I've been playing guitar in all the bands since, well, for a very long time because I'm quite old now. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm a solo artist and I, I play solo and also with a band who are called The Actual Band. And I play live with Desperate Journalist and with Sleeper. Excellent. Uh, we also have here today, Julie Riley. Hello, Julie Riley. Hello, Cassie Fox. So I am Julie Riley, and um, I'm proud to be part of Team Loud Women. And as part of that, I run shows um, here in the southeast uh, by the sea. So I call it Loud Women on Sea. That's mostly in Hastings and St Leonard's, but we're branching out to Brighton as of this year. And I'm also in a band which is called um, I Am Her. Excellent. Uh, we've also got Kirsten Rowland. Hi, um, I'm not in a band, um, but I do study music um, as an academic. I'm a postgraduate student at Royal Holloway University of London, and I specialise in music geographies and uh, culture and creativity. Um, so I'm very happy to be here. We're very happy to have you. <laughs> uh, last but very much not least, um, please welcome Fanny von Beaverhausen. I just you did love well your with name. That, I just love saying it. Thank you. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me here. Long time uh, supporter of Loud Women. Um, I am formerly of T Bitch, a bassist, a musician. I'm doing other things at the minute, artist as well. Um, I live in Essex, South End on Sea, um, where yeah we have quite a vibrant music scene over the water from you julie we're, we're uh yeah other sides what a lovely panel we have here as it's our first show here on louder than war we want to kick things off with a bit of a taster of how we do things here at loud women so here is a loud women mega mix six tracks in a row that released in this past month and this is really what we're all about this is Death Pill, The Empty Page, Cat Bear, De Furious, Fraulein and Gillan. Let's go. <laughs> Пришел стать моей охотя 
Taking this bag all on my own Got a son willing to forward fold Wound up so tight in all of my woe I am unraveling, cannot show it It's in the way I smile at everything But nothing all at once It's in the way your bones tonight and make a joke out of it it could be the last one so best make it good keep moving back to keep our places in the sun but the shadow's been cast now we can't both deny it it's in the way i grit my teeth when you check your first shift's been rolling in it's in the it's over, it's over And I'd like to give you a piece of my mind But she's in the way I'll never learn, I am too slow Swallow too much of what I ought to know And I did not drown, but did not survive Flailing around in this quarter life It's in the way I grit my teeth When you check your first shift Taking this back all on my own Got us unwilling to forward fold Wound up so tight in all of my woes I am unraveling, cannot show it I am unraveling Loud Women! The Loud Women question of the week um, maybe there'll be a little jingle here at some point. Who knows? Perhaps it'll go like question of the week. Perhaps that's now the jingle. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> Support that. <laughs> this this week's question is: What is punk? What is punk? Um, it, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, isn't it? Some people will tell you that it was just 
all over and done with by the end of 1977. Uh, that it's all about the sex pistols and wearing a bin bag held together with safety pins. Others will tell you it's a, a musical genre only, which has developed and, and, you know, kind of refined over time, changed over time, morphed into pop punk and post punk. And others will tell you that it's, it's more of a ideology and a way of looking at the world. It's about, you know, a scene, community. Um, what do we think? Um, so this is an interesting one, um, because actually I asked you this question for my undergraduate dissertation, um, along with a lot of other punk people. Um, and one of the things I found interesting about asking that was that not one single person came up with the same definition. Like there were some similar elements like those that you just said, but there was not one single universal um, consensus among, I think I interviewed about 15 people. Um and yeah, not one singular response. Um, but there's a lot of like um, practices and uh, music that is like anti-status quo and like deliberately stepping out of the mainstream to kind of create that kind of space, I guess. I think um, you, you sort of, in that there are so many definitions of it, kind of says so much about it in that it's often about individuality um and not fitting to a norm not um yeah conforming and for me punk is definitely an attitude like more than anything else um obviously music is a great way to communicate and I think that's why there is so much punk music um and you can definitely see like in the the rise and falls of uh different types of government <laughs> um that we see a rise in punk music because people have got something to say and punk music is a great way to say it but I think overall it's always an attitude punk has been there for a long long time it's never gone away and I don't think it will ever go away and I think that attitude is um yeah as it goes beyond the music like for me I often think of, of crafts when I think of punk but not just of like the music that they did but what they went on to do with things like dial house um and and that kind of uh, more community living yeah i mean for me punk has always been um an, an attitude that perhaps was kind of born and maybe the term was born out of the music and the movement at the time but it was very much a reaction um against the norm and kind of finding a place for for otherness and going against traditions. So for me, punk is very much an attitude and you can be a punk, be it as a chef, as a, as a person on the street, as, a, as, a, as an anything. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it has been used to define a genre of music. So I think possibly that's where it started. And, it, and it's true of, 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 of genres that match that today. But I, th I think um, you're absolutely right, Fanny. It's completely, for me, it's completely an attitude. I agree with all of the panel on all of those points raised. And um, for me, I mean, it's just funnily enough, when I think of a punk, I just get an image in my head and it's just an image of a band, a very cool, cool, cool's a lazy word. What do I mean by that? Um, I guess a band, a, band, a band that plays the kind of music that I like, which is probably quite energetic and quite um, interesting and not the usual, perhaps, not necessarily well produced, although it might be, and they're playing in a small venue and there is a real sense of community and of doing it yourself. Mm. 
I think that DIY ethic is such an important part of it. And I think, um, yeah, it really, I think that's why a lot of people get drawn to it because it's like that you don't have to be perfect. You can just come in and give this a go. And, you know, if you haven't got the money to afford uh, the right equipment, you know, or lessons or anything, it just doesn't matter. Like Bikini Kill and like Bratmobile and all of that, you know, they totally define that of just like, don't know how to play, doesn't matter. You got something to say, do it. Exactly. I, I always d- describe my band, Idoris, as a punk band. Um, I did this, and I, I like watching people's reaction as well when I tell them that I'm in a punk band. I did it this week at the doctor's, and she said, oh, you're a musician. What kind of band are you in? And I just like watching people's faces when I say, oh, I'm in a punk band. And <laughs> and they, they've got this kind of, you know, middle-aged lady who they, they thought maybe, I don't know, I don't know what she might have thought. Maybe she did look at me and think, yeah, she's she's a punk rocker. But um, but probably not. Um, but yeah, my, my band, I don't think sounds very punk, although we are quite loud, we've got guitars, but um, but yeah, we, we don't sound like sex pistols. But I think I, that look I feel that we're punk. <laughs> I think so often like people go to the look, you know, that you've got to look a certain way when you're punk and I probably look less punk now than I've ever done in my life but I feel more punk than ever you know <laughs> it just it just doesn't matter you know you don't need punk all has of grown <laughs> yeah totally and and Idoris is definitely punk as <laughs> you know actually Fanny you, you reminded me when I was when I was very young I used to wear velvet jackets quite a lot and velvet trousers and had very sort of like 20s hair and um and wore frilly shirts and had this kind of like new romantic um weird kind of put together look that wasn't like it sounds it sounds much better than it was it was actually a total mess but the point was people used to I remember I used to this was around the time when I started really identifying with punk and and it was because of the DIY attitude and the and the just express yourself attitude and and I remember I back then it used to really confuse it, I don't know so much it confused people as people just thought oh she thinks she's a punk but look she's wearing a she's wearing a velvet jacket and smoking a cigar you know <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds very punk <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> um well coming up in the second half of the show we're going to be joined by a special guest um Emily from the band Vernon Jane um, based over in Dublin so um, so maybe she'll have a view on on punk and uh, they're a band that describe themselves as jazz punk which is a controversial statement in itself if ever I heard one so um, so she'll be joining us anyway in the show um, all the way over from Ireland to tell us about their new music and their UK tour which is happening very very soon so more on that later um, let's play some music that's what we're here for um I'm going to start as we mean to go on with explosive new single from um from arcs it came out this week if you don't know them brighton based garage pop rock duo hanny and clara and they're just an amazing band absolutely love them uh, this song is taken from their very exciting debut album which is coming out the 31st of march and it's our loud women single of the week ride or die Toys my time you know what i Tell me what you ride. I would, I would, I would. Tell me what you die. 
Listening to the Loud Women radio show, and you just heard Ride or Die by Ox, followed by the delightful Cactus Tree by Big Joni. And I believe that one was your choice, Charlie Stone. Yeah, well, well, me and Julie went along to see Big Joni play at the garage 
on their recent tour. I mean, actually, the first time I saw Big Journey was at a Loud Women gig, funnily enough, one that you put on in somewhere in South London. Um, but it's been amazing to see how how they have developed over the time. I mean, I, I loved them at that very first gig I saw them. But it's like, Amisham Arms, that's where it right. Was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they um and and as they've developed, I mean, you know, that I remember seeing them then, and it was quite a raw kind of stripped down punky sound. But it had something that I loved, and I remember just going up to them afterwards and kind of raving at them about how I was a new fan. But um, they've they've kind of become something. I think, like I said in in the review we did for Loud Women, they they become like bigger, shinier versions of themselves. So they've kept that punk DIY ethos, but it's kind of in a format that now sort of speaks to a wider, you know, the wider world. And it was was so exciting to see them play a a sold-out garage, wasn't it, Julie? Yeah, I mean, because I first saw them play at, the, the moth club with just kind of gold lame and and actually I, I remember being really amazed at the time that there was um hardly anyone of any color in the audience and I, they, they blew me away and and also just the bravery of thinking how can it be to be on stage and not see anybody in the audience like you that that's just ex- that's extraordinary and how do they feel about that and so to then you know you know, wind forward in time, go to the garage and, and everyone was there of every creed and every colour and they've grown into the role and they actually are the pioneers of the punks of colour and bringing people into the scene. It was, um, yeah, it was a real moment. It was a real moment. It was very exciting. And you were right. They, were, they literally did look bigger and shinier versions of themselves. It's like they're, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're, their voices are getting louder all the time. And it was, it was good. It was, it was amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. Love they it. Definitely, they so embody that spirit as well that we were talking about of, of punk. And, uh, you know, Shardine is such a brilliant spokesperson. Like, she really speaks up about the stuff that matters. And then I unfortunately missed that gig, but I've seen Big Journey quite a few times. And the last time I saw them was supporting Bikini Kill um, at Brixton. And it, it was really interesting. Everyone was chatting. And then they just shut up and listened and and I think for free people you know on stage they just totally owned that place so I'm so pleased to see them back I thought it might be a good idea at this point to explain a bit more about Loud Women for anyone who's not heard of us before and wonders kind of what we're talking about Charlie you you mentioned um kind of Big Joni played a a Loud Women gig um kind of years ago and and that's that's really the the crux of what we're about isn't it kind of taking bands that are that are new um DIY bands um offering them some of their early gigs um and then hopefully like Big Joni kind of watching them um take flight and kind of go on to uh bigger and better stages but um it's really important to to have those early gigs uh so loud women is a, a diy not-for-profit organization our aim is to turn up the volume on female non-binary musicians uh you'll find us on social media at loud women uh, we run a music blog um loudwomen.org where our writers review new music uh, we run regular gig nights in London and beyond. Um, we'll be telling you a bit more about what we've got coming up uh, in a minute. And we run a festival, Loud Women Fest, which is an annual festival in September. Um, attracts bands and audience from all around the world, showcasing the best in female and non-binary bands around the globe. 
Um, and by the way, applications for this year's festival are still open. So if you are a female or non-binary musician and you're listening and are thinking you'd like to come and play, head over to our website, loudwomen.org. Another Loud Women activity is our little record label, which allows us to put out some very excellent compilation albums. Um, and we're on Loud Women Volume 5 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just came out and it's a um, very special fundraising album. Um, all profits are going to Musicians Defend Ukraine. Um, and I'd like to play a couple of tracks from that album now, if that is groovy with everyone. Um, let's hear some hot wax. Um, this is a very exciting new band of very young people. They're teenagers, in fact, aren't they, Julie? I think I think you you know their mum. Am I right in saying yep, that? Yeah, I know, but... know their mum. It's absolutely fine to say all of that. Yes, yeah. I mean, they're now, they're now of age. They are now 18. And uh, because I think when we first met them, they were 16. Yeah, we had to smuggle them into the venue, basically. Didn't we? <laughs> uh, so there you go, kids. If um, you want to be um, a, a uh, famous band, then um, you need to get your mum to network for you, basically. Um, they came and played Loud Fest last year, didn't they? And they were just one of those bands that, that you, you kind of see and instantly think, well, we're never going to see them this close up again. Um, and they've now been snapped up by agents and a label. Let's hear why. Here is their single, Barbie, open brackets, not yours, close brackets. <laughs>
to the Loud Women radio show and you just heard tracks by Hot Wax followed by Kirsten. Yelena and Kapka. Excellent. Very Ukrainian bands um, who are giving us a tongue-in-cheek bittersweet I guess uh, take on their day-to-day lives living in a war zone. Um, That was War is Not a Pop Song. Uh, That was followed by another new bands that um, that we all love, uh, Doozies. Um, they are a pair of sisters from North London um, and they went down a storm at Loud Women Fest last year and that was their single Ripping at the Seams uh, as I mentioned before those three songs you heard along with 23 others of similarly high quality in fact can be found on the Loud Women Volume 5 compilation album which is available on loudwomen.org or head to the Loud Women Bandcamp page now I believe Charlie you have some gig news for us. Yeah, there's some very good gigs coming up, very cool gigs coming up over the next week or so. So on Wednesday the 8th, we've got Nova Twins uh, headlining at the Lexington in London. Um, on the 9th of February in Hastings, Julie, you're putting on a gig for loud women, aren't you? That is correct, Charlie, yes. And we have the aforementioned Vernon Jane playing. We have Message from the Ravens, who are a local band um, doing great things at the moment, and Karina. Right. And on um, the same day in London, actually, um, Berries, the band Berries, who I think we're going to be hearing from later, they are supporting Frank Turner at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. So gig charity gig for war child um they're off on a headline tour actually as well in in march and i'm going to flag that now in advance because they just had an exciting announcement today which is at their london gig which is on the 31st of march they've actually got the furiouses hurtling and Gemma freeman and the cosmic something are supporting so it looks like that one will be a sellout okay so 10th of february um the early mornings who have got an excellent new ep Ultra Modern Rain. They are launching that with a gig in Manchester at Gulliver's on the 10th of February. And then they're coming down and doing a, a London launch as well on the 17th of February at the Windmill. And also on the 10th of February, Emily Breeze is kicking off her tour across the uh, across England and Wales um, to, to support her album Rapture, which is coming out that day. So she's playing at the, the pump in Trowbridge on the 10th and then moving on through Totnes, Exeter, Taunton, Newport, Birmingham, Leicester, Bristol, London, Brighton, everywhere. Um, and then on the 11th of February at the Hope and Anchor, Cassie, you're putting on a loud women gig, aren't you? I am. I've got, um, I'm hosting the, the London leg of the Vernon Jane tour. So um, a Hope and Anchor Islington will have Vernon Jane, Mel Zebra and the Buffaloes, who we've, we've um, had played before. They are 
top fun um really great live bands uh femigades who we've been aware of online for a while and we've, we've played their music on um on our played the music we've featured their music on on our site before um but yeah first time that they've, they've played for us um and then i am her julie riley is um coming up from the seaside to play for us aren't you julie I am indeed. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes. I've been rehearsing my little socks off. So on Wednesday, the 15th of February, <clears> at the Pipeline in Brighton, um, another Loud Diamond gig. We've got Playing Alice, Evil, Evil, and Everyday Saints. So it's a, a new um, a new home for, for Loud Women um, down in Brighton. So I'm excited to, to see how that goes. And finally for me, Tuesday, 17th of February, again at the Lexington, we've got Panic Shack, really great band from Wales. They are playing with the Lambrini Girls supporting. Yay! Yay, great. Yeah, I've just bagged myself a guest list spot on that because it's sold out, unfortunately. Um, so I'm just, I've just slithered myself in there so that um, so that I can report back to the world on um, on that. There you go. Um, I was going to play a track by um, a band that you um, just mentioned heading out on on the headline tour, Berries. Um, This is a new one from them. This is Spiral.
you're listening to the Loud Women Radio Show and you just heard Spiral by Berries, followed by Sussy Higher. I had a thought. Followed by Sister George. And tell us more about Sister George, Charlie. Yeah, so I, I was prompted to, to, to suggest this because I went to this excellent event last week at Rich Mix in London where there was a screening of a 1994 video zine called um, Getting Close to Nothing. And it's a lot of kind of right girl bands or right girl adjacent bands like, you know, Bikini Kill, Huggy Bear, Mambo Taxi, Voodoo Queens, Corner Shop. Um, bands that were sort of playing in, in London around that time. And, and Sister George was one of them. They were a queer core band uh, that, that came out. They had a, an album called Drag King, which came out on the Cat Call label uh, that, uh, in 1994. And yeah, it was, it was, really, it was, it was really something to see this real lo-fi video footage of, of bands playing tiny backrooms of pubs. It's, and, it's, and, you know, seeing, seeing Bikini Kill at that stage, you know, right back when it was just, it was just the, local, the local punks, the DIY community going to see them. And, of course, now, 20 years later, they can fill Brixton Academy. You know, it's kind of, kind of interesting to see that early, early take. And before that, we had Sassy Hire. Now, Sassy Hire were booked... Um, as one of the bands at this event and I, I just love them I love there's, there's a lot of space in their songs there's, they have a lot of kind of intricate kind of um, riffs and and um, I think you know the drums bass guitars vocals they all kind of weave around each other but it doesn't it doesn't sound too complex because there is this space there and I, I, I just really love them in fact I've booked them to play with my bands in, in um, at the end of Feb 24th of Feb the waiting room London you can yeah, see them that, another event for our diaries mm. uh, yeah I love Sassy High I, I've loved them every time they've they've come and played um, Loud Women gigs someone else who we all love is our Loud Woman of the Week um, which is a thing that we're going to do every week uh, we're going to give a little bit of extra praise to a musical woman who we all admire um, and this week it's none other than the big JJ herself it's Janet Jackson um Kirsten I believe that you're going to tell us a bit more about Janet Jackson in case anyone's not heard of her <clears throat> yes in case anyone has been hibernating <laughs> under a rock for several decades I would say um but yeah I mean you know she's emerged from the considerable shadow cast by the entire Jackson family to sort of go far beyond nearly all of them really um I think, you know, her first, I think it's, her sort of origins are quite interesting, even aside from being part of kind of the Jackson legacy, just in the sense that, you know, her first two albums were basically complete flops. And it wasn't until Control, which was her third one, that um, she had an absolutely massive, undisputable breakthrough. And um, one of the things that sort of comes up when you look at any articles about her is that she had sort of, sort of fierce independence that sort of really um, comes through in sort of all of her work from then on is what sort of seems to really resonate with people, whether that's sort of, you know, being socially conscious, um, being very explicit in her exploration of sexuality, um, very outspoken on sort of LGBTQ plus rights and racism and um, like domestic abuse. She's tackled a lot um, over the course of her career. Um, but um, a lot of that sort of 
seems to be not forgotten, but very much pushed to the side of the infamous Super Bowl incident that sort of really dominated her image for um I up until quite recently and even still kind of going on in today, depending on who you're speaking to, um, which it's still a subject of quite a lot of discussion. Um, there's a lot of sort of calls of like it's exposed the sexism in the music industry and there have been sort of counter calls of like, oh, no, you're, you know, it was all her. And there seems to be a lot of conspiracy about it, which it's sort of one incident in what has been quite a varied and interesting career. Um, and, you know, she's still it hasn't really stopped her at all. She's still pushing for sort of social change as well as, you know, pushing boundaries in music. Um, she's following in Beyonce's footsteps on her 2023 Together Again tour by having Me Too checks. So all of the staff involved in the tour will, you know, not have a history of abuse at all. That will be looked into. So, um, so yeah, I think she's an excellent Loud Woman of the Week. <laughs> Yay, thanks, Kirsten. She's sounding very punk to me. <laughs> I've, I've never really thought of Janet Jackson as, as a punk artist before, but but the way that you described her, Kirsten, you, you could have been describing, um, yeah, a punk artist. Like thinking about my own history with her, my first memory is listening to Now 26. And there was a Janet Jackson song on there, which I think was That's the Way Love Goes, um, and a Bjork track as well and I used to put them on repeat and yeah was just completely obsessed with them and I think that's probably where a lot of my obsession for women in music started but also just thinking about that how women you know they do one thing and the whole world focuses on it and it can absolutely ruin their careers and it was like such a minor thing and yet men was a small boob yeah, it was a small boob. You know, it's a little bit of nipple. Get over it. Like now, Love Island, they're all talking about underboob as like the new, you know, apparently it's a very fashionable and liberating thing to do. I've, I've had one of those for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two is that. side boob for me. That's extra. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, we've got men committing uh, crimes, sexual crimes, and, and they're still selling loads of records. And... And that's okay. And people are defending them as well. You go on the internet, the the defence from men and women, it, it's really horrifying. So let's listen to one of her, her punk tracks. This is Control by Janet Jackson. About control. My control. Control of what I say. Control of what I do. And this time I'm going to do it my way. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Are we ready? I am. Cause it's all about control. And I've got lots of it.
listening to the Loud Women radio show and that last song that you just heard was It's My Year from Maisha and the Spanks who are a Canadian band who have just announced that they're going to be touring the UK this June and guess who's going to be hosting some gigs for them it's Loud Women funnily enough Uh, so we're really looking forward to that Uh, we shall keep you posted on those dates as they are finalized I can hear a guest at the door So while we're greeting our guest, let's get familiar with their output, shall we? Um, Here's Vernon Jane with Baby, I'm Only With You For Your Weed.
welcome to the Loud Women Radio Show. It's Emily from Vernon Jane. Hello, Emily. Hello, how are you? Hi. Hello. Hi, Emily. Hi. Uh, you're joining us all the way from Dublin. Yes, I am. It is cold and it's dark here. Same, very it's... much. Same Z's. <laughs> I think we're very much share- sharing climates here. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's lovely to speak to you. Um, if anyone's not heard of Vernon Jane before, do you want to tell us a bit about the, the background of the band? How did you how did you start? Um, yeah, we've actually been playing together a long time now, which is it's funny. Time just uh, disappears. <laughs> but um, we all met when we were like 17, 18. We went to a music college called, called Ballyfermot. Um, it's called the Rock School. And um, a couple of us met there and we just liked playing together <laughs> and stuck together because uh, getting to know other people is uh, pretty scary and then we moved on to BIM and we met some more people there who liked what, like what we were doing and that's really where Vernon Jane came about and um, I kind of came into a different way of writing um, at that stage and like-minded people kind of were like oh that's cool and um, so yeah I think we are all about kind of doing what feels nice and good for you and kind of expressing what you need to express and uh, feeling nice and safe and good while you're doing it, really. That's the ethos of the band, I think. Oh, that sounds lovely. I want to be in the bands. <laughs> I want to go to the rock school. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bally Firm at Rock School. Uh, I can recommend it very highly. <laughs> Uh, you describe yourselves as jazz punk, um, which um, kind of leads us nicely back to our, our kind of loud I mean, question of the week that we've been discussing. We've been discussing what is punk. Um, so would, can jazz and punk ever really be bedfellows? Is, are, are they not? Isn't uh, what's the word? Oxymoron, jazz and punk. It's kind of funny because some of the best jazz musicians just do whatever they feel when they're doing it you know and uh, I think I thought about this question a lot where for me punk is just pure freedom and also the idea that it could all fall apart at any minute but you have to rely on other people around you and that goes for like when you're playing with other musicians like if I just kind of went on a tangent would the rest of them follow me and that's kind of fun because we don't know if you like you trust each other but maybe someone has the capacity to mess it all up um so I love that idea we always kind of threaten each other <laughs> with that feeling <laughs> like me our drummer will just get into a fill and you're like okay okay is she gonna find her way out of this we'll just <laughs> we'll just wait and see um but I think Joe our guitar player really encapsulates the jazz and then my lack of uh you know uh, I guess appreciation for rules is the punk <laughs> so, and that's why it's jazz punk <laughs> that, that's really interesting to me I'm wondering because I've not seen you play before but I'm I'm wondering does that mean in your live shows that there's there's a kind of improv element you're, you're not just playing the structures of the song as they're recorded or 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 have you got kind of like set bits where it might go a bit a bit awry yeah. but you Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of that thing there's set moments where it's like our guitar player will be doing a solo but it's different every time um and neither our drummer like has no real set fills so you really just vibe off each other 
and there's a couple of songs where spontaneously you might end it like you end the song and then someone will just start it again and you're like okay cool um, <laughs> and you just there's a certain amount of trust involved that uh yeah that is great but also terrifying <laughs> Yeah. It's just, it fills yeah. me with fear like you know the guitarist might go off on one and I just feel like why are you playing I don't know <laughs> it takes a, a lot of confidence I think to do that I think it also takes just knowing each other for like a decade where you're like listen pick your moments if I am delicate at the moment please don't don't test me <laughs> <laughs> has it ever gone wrong have you have you ever um ended up kind of colliding with each other on stage I think the the best thing is uh you just go with it and that's the beauty I think and maybe why we played together for so long is that there's this solid um familial feeling to it and and you always feel like you've got each other's back so I will never stop playing if Neve makes a mistake it's not a mistake I am with her to the bitter end <laughs> and vice versa so no such thing as mistakes it's just like okay we'll see this through of course it's not I always feel like if you've written the song however you play the song that's how it goes so every time you play it like this is how the song goes tonight yeah take it or leave it <laughs> yeah, yeah. good point Shall we, we have an, a listen to some more of this jazz punk then that we're talking about? I was going to play Fool For Me. Is that a good one to play? I mean, does anyone ever think their songs are good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charlie's I always like, think yeah. my songs are good. <laughs> Except when they're not. And then I just don't play them to the band. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, is it self-deprecation, the nature of <laughs> of creativity? But uh, no, um, everybody, I, I do. It's a it's a cool song. It's got some cool bits. Got <laughs> so, <laughs> some cool bits. Oh, tell us yeah. more about what was it about? Um, well, it's off um our upcoming album, um, and fall for me. That this album kind of encapsulates, uh, like very mundane parts of life, like kind of coming back to life after some difficult things happen so the title of the album is chest pains inside pieces so the chest pain is like kind of an immeasurable grief in your life and then the side pieces are people expecting you to you know do the normal things that you used to do before you went through something difficult um, and fall for me is that kind of example of like oh you want me to like feel other things and like talk about love and people in in that way um and the kind of mundaneness of feeling insecure when you're when you're battling something very uh heavier um so it's a bit yeah that's that's kind of the vibe but it's a it's a fun song and we really enjoy playing it um yeah so that's it <laughs> that's great thank you let's let's have a listen Tell me that. 
think you should have a uh, super confidence about that track because it sounds amazing to me and I but I do understand that like as a creative it, I think we're always trying to change what we've made and grow it and we look back on stuff and think why didn't I do that it's yeah I think it's always a problem yeah it is and uh I I think trying to find access back into a track is difficult if you've written it like six months ago it's really difficult to like step in and still meet it with like authentic emotion why did you write the track you're in a different space now so I think it's interesting to figure out what can you bring to the track six months later and is it a different type of authenticity because you're not in the same place as when you wrote it um so yeah that can be difficult when touring (laughs) (laughs) it can be difficult but I would imagine that you know you're a good songwriter so the song actually embodies what's already the form already embodies the the intention so it's just it's just a kind of different iteration perhaps next time you perform it yeah I find it interesting because I think that it's really like time capsules of yourself and where you are as as like as band members so certain songs will bring me right back to like oh my god and collectively oh we were all going through x y or z and that's when I wrote that song and oh that was a great jam and oh god how did we get through this and um like yeah just kind of playing them and having to step back into that space sometimes can be challenging because you're like well I feel different now um I feel like I've processed it but I guess that's the beauty of live shows is you're constantly trying to like heal and grow and bring a different version of yourself to the tracks and uh, I find that uh, quite therapeutic actually. (laughs) You've brought along a track by another artist who is Molly Sterling. Um, Tell us about Molly Sterling, is is this someone who you've you've played with before? Yeah so Molly um, when she uh, is around uh, she sings with us so she would have played with us um, in the Signature Brew in London the last time we were over and she's an incredible solo artist as well um, and just in general she's a wonderful person and human and her music um, is incredibly emotional and emotive um, and I think that's why we click as singers as well and um, she enters everything with with the full intention of of uh, where she's coming from and how she wants to express herself to people and she wants to help people with her music so um yeah I know that Molly is set to release some stuff when it feels good for her maybe this year or next year and uh this is one of her earlier tracks but um yeah she's a wonderful person and I recommend checking Molly out for sure 
let's do that right now then. Uh, This is Plain Static by Molly Sterling. My body is not 
You're listening to the Loud Women Radio Show, and today we're here with Emily from Vern and Jane, and we just heard Plain Static by Molly Sterling, um, which is beautiful. That was um, very, very different um, tone to the rest of the music that we that we played today. It's a <laughs> somber tone. I really um, enjoyed it though. Kind of chilled me out after the yeah. day. Tell, tell us more about the kind of Dublin scene then. What what other artists and, and bands should should we be looking out for over here? Yeah, it's interesting. Like um we we because we're doing heavier stuff, it can be difficult to find where we fit at the moment in Ireland. Um just because there there's a, a lot of other stuff going on that is um that is working really well. Like I would be really interested in hip hop and um hardcore and that kind of thing and uh, there's a lot of amazing irish hip-hop happening at the moment i'm sure um you're aware of like Cole jack and denise chyla and that kind of um emergence of that that scene is brilliant um and then in terms like there's actually quite a good like metal and hardcore scene in cork in ireland and um, there's a really great uh band up and coming called Red Sun Alert and then God Alone as well the two of them are really really great um and yeah I think as a scene we're finding our feet again like after the pandemic which I'm sure everywhere is doing um but it's it's difficult to navigate I think there's a shift towards more electronic stuff um and it's great to see like younger bands emerging where they're playing instruments and um, but that's maybe my own bias as well and um, I love like the feeling of a live drum kit um, yeah. and like bass and you can instruments just, yeah and like you feel <laughs> yeah yeah no I love electronic stuff as well but I feel I love the experience of a live band like where you feel it in your belly and um, sonically like you physically feel it and um, so I mean Dublin is going through a difficult time I think with just a lot of gentrification a lot of hotels and finding those places that are good venues and I think it's up to the bands to do the DIY thing and help other bands through um, which you know is always always work and there's people working at it but uh, yeah it's um, it's it's a bit tough at the moment <laughs> the, the music scene isn't it <laughs> I think a lot of people are suffering similarly like mm-hmm. I know Essex is sort of on the side of London and mm-hmm. we've really uh suffered like in in the pandemic a lot of people moved out of London uh to mm-hmm. Essex and uh house yeah. prices went through the roof lots of stuff has been gentrified and a lot of our independent mm-hmm. venues didn't survive um mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, you have to really kind of search for it now, whereas before you could go out, you know, any night of the mm-hmm. week and find live music and it was great and there was a real mixture. Mm-hmm. Now it's, yeah, it's it's definitely like in a really precarious place. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be hopeful about as well and um, because I do feel like we're finding our feet and finding our community and especially with bands like in the UK and stuff, like there is that... Um, community of like there's been a couple of bands who've come over to play shows in Ireland and they stay at our house and if we go over we can stay at their house and to feel that kind of thing building back up and that we can offer that now that's been really exciting this year it's the first year I've been able to be like no we have a spare bed come on over you can stay here (laughs) like it's deadly and that actually 
has helped our scene to be like oh check it out these are other musicians who are doing the same thing and I think there's that fear of opening your door and saying like we're here to support but we are like if we can offer like food in your belly and a roof over your head while you're playing in Ireland that's kind of what I want to bring to the scene and uh, that support network for bands that are doing it DIY who you know are trying to come over and play shows in Ireland and um, because we receive that when we go to the UK um yeah so gotta keep that hope and faith going <laughs> yay <laughs> so this week in fact you're coming over to um to see us you're going to see us in St Leonard's on Thursday um and in London on on Saturday just looking forward to seeing you guys <laughs> this week <laughs> and yeah. uh, like yeah like I mean the last show we played in London really gave us that sense of like oh no this was this was cool this was worth the flight because flying is scary and (laughs) (laughs) so uh we're really really looking forward to just uh playing live that's that's the nothing really beats it does it (laughs) yeah no exactly um we'll we'll play out with another one from your ep um i was gonna play wifey is that yes. um is that a suitable suitable choice i've got a thumbs up from charlie stone which is always <laughs> badge of approval yeah um <laughs> emily thank you so much for coming and joining us it's been it's been lovely to to chat to you and oh, really you. excited for um for your for your tour we'll see you in St. Leonard's and um and i hope i can in london Thank you. And I just want to give a small shout out to our manager, Amory Shields, who helped us and connected us with all of you. So uh, she's another pretty cool chick. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>
This is the Loud Women Radio Show, and we just heard Wifey by Vernon Jane. Thanks so much to the brilliant Emily for joining us all the way from Dublin just now. Following that, we heard a new single from Gemma Rogers, The Great Escape, which was a lovely little taste of summer seaside. Um, And we could all do with some sunshine right now, I think. Am I right? Yes. Um, thank you so much to our brilliant panel for for joining us this week thank you fanny and kirsten and charlie and julie and i have been cassie fox um we're back next sunday with more loud women morning music and our guest next week will be the very splendid cat five of out of feral five uh, she'll be telling us all about her new album so that's very exciting so for now thank you for listening and let's play out with a brand new track from libra libra this is mother's ruin
Hell 